This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. From Chicago, this is the Chavrusa. I'm Avram Kivalevich. And I'm Kalman Warch. Kalman, I know before we get started on today's, I think I think one of the things that um, uh, that the Zohar and other Kabbalistic literature brought to the forefront was a, a, a extreme emphasis in the asceticism. And it's not the asceticism of, of, of the Christian world, but it's an asceticism nonetheless, an asceticism that puts a premium on Shmira Sabris, uh, the idea of, uh, of of controlling one's sexual desires, uh, and especially not more than just not uh, acting, but you know to to uh, paraphrase Jimmy Carter uh, way back in 1976 when he spoke about lusting in your heart, there was uh, and he felt that he had he had never been untrue to his wife, but he had lusted in his heart. He admitted. Part of what the, the Kabbalistic uh, approach to Avodah Hashem is, is to try to root that aspect out of as well. And, and part of that is, comes from not just Shmiras Abris, but Shmiras Enayim, which is not to, to, to allow ourselves to stare and to look and to be, uh, as we say in Yiddish, Farkishift and Trachapt by the allure of what's out there. And especially, let's put it right on the table, the allure of, of, of some person or thing that is sexually attractive to you and to not let yourself become entranced and, and, and to fantasize about that, to not let it even become part of your mental landscape. And that That's is what, some, go I ahead. I'm understanding you correctly. Uh, I mean, you're introducing the subject, but uh, it sounds like you're already taking a position uh, because uh, when we talk about Shmira Sinai and guarding the eyes, I, I think that uh, most of us see it as as these two ideas, as Rashi says in uh, in Parsha Shalach about the Parsha of Tzitzis, where it says, "Don't stray after your heart and after your eyes." And Rashi tells us that the uh, the heart and the eyes, those are the uh, they, they're the agents of sin. They're they're the Right. So so their job is to investigate and look for things to try to entice you into sin. Uh, I, I think you're you're already you know putting them together in the sense of um, you're talking about the prohibition of of the uh of the illicit thoughts, and our sages seem to um be going before that. I, if I understand correctly, and our sages are saying that it's not just the illicit thoughts that are prohibited, but that you shouldn't look at anything which theoretically could um, could conjure up. Yeah, these- well, obviously, if we were talking about, we would be robots, and we would just be, you know, uh, like 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 a computer screen that just takes the image in and is not affected by it. That's not the issue. The issue is to see it, and because we know what effect it's going to have on your life. Right. I'm just pointing out that our sages are being a lot more severe than the way that you're defining it. 
Because I wasn't I, looking for a loophole here. I was I was just saying that the Chazal understand that the problem is is is, is what this leads to. In other words, having this this lurid image in your head, or looking at a a, a woman who's attractive to you, or a man that's attractive to you, uh, leads you to the wanton thoughts um, that you know that 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 create, even if it never really turns into a a reality, but a fantasy world that takes you away from the other thing that you need to sort of use your imagination for which is imagine and understand God's presence. And I think that's what, that's why the Shemir Senayim is so crucial. Um, you know, the, uh, and, and, and I think what I wanted to talk about with you and maybe argue with you about is despite the importance that it has been given and especially with the, the type of moralistic books based on the Zohar, whether it's Rosh Hashanah, or others for him that were written in light of the Hiskalos of the Zohar, whether this emphasis on Shmira Senaya and maybe even Shmira Sabris, which is which is connected to it, how can it play today? Um, you know, it, 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 can we really expect our? And, and you're a father and a loving father. I'm a father and a grandfather. Maybe that gives me even a, a different perspective. Can we really expect the 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 type of kpeda on Shmira Senayim, uh, the way it's uh, the way the way this farm speak about it? Let me just add one last thing before I get your response. Um, when, when I think about Rashbi, I think about the idea of Ladvomer and Rashbi teaching and teaching and everyone sitting there by him, and I'm wondering what was the most um, close parallel in our days to someone like Rush B in that way. And, and, I, and I think about the Baba Sali, right? I think about the Baba Sali um, uh, who was universally understood to be a, a, a man of, of, of Kabbalistic knowledge, a, a, a wonder worker. And I know one of the, the uh, of course, having a picture of the Baba Sali is, is obviously very inspiring to people who have that, and I, I can't deny but there's another thing about the Babasali, and I think this was true with his son, I believe, or was it his grandson? Uh, was it Revali? You'll, you'll have his name. The, the kveda of not looking anywhere beyond his, his world, right? Um, you know, from Zalman Arabah, who I think was, you know, one of the most beloved of the G'dayli Yisrael in his time. Um, of course, had his dark glasses, but we don't necessarily have going to the tzaddik who who is who doesn't look outside of his daladamas. I think the Babasali and his and his and his uh, is it his grandson who was yeah. what yeah. who was his grandson who Rebbe was Lazar. Yeah. And I think Nebuchadnezzar was killed, right? He was he was he was he was he was assassinated by some right. And and I think Rebbe Lazar his one of the, the the prime aspects of his was he didn't he covered his face he wouldn't look anywhere. And Hasvashon, especially, right? I'm not. I'm not sure. You're bringing up the Babasali. Are you bringing them up as a as a counterpoint to what you're suggesting? Because we do see, we see that a product of the 20th century um, was able to keep that level of kedusha tahara his entire life. Right. That's my that's my point. Era. That is my point. You copy that the Babasali, in a way, yeah, it was, and his grandson. 
but but is is it possible again obviously these are icons these are people that we go to can they act as uh as teachers for us and that we should incorporate that type of shmira senayim in our own life I, mean, so I think that I, I think that suggesting that the expectations themselves be lowered. I, I don't think that's a, a benefit to anyone because once you, once you lower the baseline at that point, uh, you know, who's, who's drawing the new lines and, and uh, who has the right to say what is okay, what isn't okay. I, I think we, we, we do ourselves a greater service by keeping and maintaining and looking up to the lines that our sages established for us. And even if we're not always there, even if it's more difficult to keep it, at least to keep to maintain that as the ideal. It is not impossible for someone today to guard their eyes, to guard their eyes appropriately. Obviously, there's things you can't help. The Gemara tells us that uh, one of the great um, sages uh, bumped into a woman who was so exceptionally beautiful that he had to make a bracha. Asks the Gemara, but how could he? How could he see her? The Gemara says. He turned the corner, she turned the corner, he saw her. And so he had to make a bracha. So things can happen. But to, um, to suggest that, that it's impossible for us to keep it, I don't, I don't think that that's true. And I don't think that that's the right thing to do. It is uh, still an obligation. Uh, maybe we can discuss the guilt element afterwards. But in terms of what the expectations are, the prohibitions uh, apply. The Torah is nitzchi, it's eternal. It's, it never changes. And if our sages say that if you look at something you're not supposed to look at, you're going to um, pay for it in, in hell. Um, you know, hell is still in service and uh, they, they will, will have to pay our dues. Yeah, look. I'm not, again, <laughs> I'm not saying we need to uh, uh, allow um, all different sorts of uh, risque photos and, 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 and internet porn and just say everything is, is, is okay. Uh, what I'm saying is, is that despite the fact that we, we, we understand the tzitkas of the Babasali and others to harp on, on, on Shmir Asenayim might result in a, uh, a disenfranchisement of many, many of our young people. Um, and whether it's in the books is one thing. The question is, should that be the thrust of what the Musr should be? Is that should be what rabbis should be talking about this? Um, should that be what pulpit rabbis should be saying that, you know, or, or others? in Kehillas, Rabbonim, of even of Yeshivisha Kehillas, or schools. Well, I don't know how much pulpit rabbis um, are, are empowered to talk about <laughs> I, I, And I don't know how much school teachers are empowered to talk about it. They either. used to be. I think, I, I think that the, um, it depends where. Uh, in certain schools, modern schools, it's probably a subject that, that you know, a male teacher would be unable to say uh, about this. But, but but, yeah, I, I think in, in the yeshiva world, certainly there's a certain room for rabbeim who are exceptionally skilled at giving over these these concepts. And I remember, I remember my rabbeim, you know, struggling through the subject, um, and and them struggling through the the subject was probably part of the lesson. The fact that you know they were bashful and shy 
and modest about these things. Let me turn this into a practical, very practical. I example. thought I was being practical. This yeah, is... You were, but I, I, I want to pick a very practical example. Okay. Uh, and, and I think I, I think this may be the, our point of contention. Uh, let's say there's a film that would have a character who, say, most of the time is dressed appropriately, although perhaps um, still enticing. And there may be a particular scene at which point this um, you know, enticing person now is, is less modestly dressed. So I, I think that's where this would come up. Because even if a person says to himself, listen, I'm not there, there in this place where I'm able to be like the Baba Sali and, you know, I, I do um, watch films and part of watching films means that you have to understand what's going on. But, but at this part of the film, maybe someone should look away. And you don't need to need to be seeing. And I think that if we pushed the concept of Shmir Zainayim, again, everyone in their place, this is a theoretical discussion, but I think if we pushed this and people felt that sense of guilt of, uh, of uh, looking at something, maybe you're not holding by that, but at least for this, look away for these moments. Would okay. you not? Okay, look, I will agree with you. I'm trying, you know, as you know, I, I, I speak, I've taught... Um, uh, I've taught film. I've taught uh, in, in, in a yeshiva. I, I taught as a yeshiva teacher. As I was the mashkiach ruchni, but I also gave a class in film criticism. And as you know, I know quite a bit about this subject. And on, on one of our podcasts here, uh, with, uh, that I actually have with a very choshev uh, achsidish chaplain in upstate New York, uh, we actually devote the last 10, 15 minutes to various ideas from classic film. So I'm very familiar with this. Now, I, I'm, I'm going to get, I'm going to answer your question first. Yes, you should definitely look away. B, even if before, um, even before uh, the man or woman starts to undress or disrobe or take off parts of their clothing, there's an iser histakus just looking at that, right? Uh, you know, let me talk about, you know, many of our listeners probably couldn't care less about classic film. Okay, so they're not necessarily watching Greta Garbo in Ninochka, who was a very striking one that was considered one of the most beautiful women of her time. She doesn't do anything there that would be unsneistic. Uh, she dresses, she actually is a, um, most of the time she's dressed like a, a Russian um, uh, a, a person of the 1920s and 30s wearing you know, very um, severe clothing. But you can't help by looking at her face saying, boy, she was very beautiful. That is also, that is being the stock hill. Now, there are pseudo poskin that make a, that make a chiluk between, the distinction between an actual woman in front of you and watching a film, which I think both of us assume is a bunch of garbage, right? There's really no chiluk there between that, uh, whether that's considered. I'm, the, I'm not sure I'm going to completely agree with that. I think that there is a koach hamoshech, there's some a supernatural power that's more affected by the presence of the person and then than, than, you know, computer imaging. Okay, well, spoken like someone who definitely deals with mysticism quite a bit, and then we all know that you are, you know, um, you, your years of, of Mar Vishemesh and, and Nefesh um, and Zereshimshon and other Hasidish and Kabbalistic farm. So I agree with you, there is a Kolach HaMoshe of the person there, but the Yisra Istakos Bukhor is there right away. And it's even etzpektana, like the Gemara says. 
So even before, let's even talk about what people are more familiar, not Ninochka with Greta Garbo, but Shtisel, which is, I, I've seen a number of the uh, episodes. My, I, I, I consider Shtisel a very important uh, cultural phenomenon. And the reason is it has allowed many non from and let's say modern Jews to not hate Haredim. Um, and, and to understand them a bit more, to become familiar with them. Right? Which is the beginning of not hating the other. And, 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 and I think it has served an incredible purpose in that way. Because uh, people who up until the time Shtisel came out couldn't hear anything human about someone who's Haredi has, have now become entranced and, and, and connected to this representation of Haredi life. So, yeah, okay, so in Shtisel, again, I, I know I, I, from my, and I, it's not that I'm so from I haven't seen it, I just haven't gotten around to it yet. <laughs> I've got other things in my queue. But I know that the first couple episodes of Shtisel, which I saw before it came onto Netflix, it, it, it featured uh, Akiva, who I think is the, is the main protagonist, uh, the, the fellow who's the single Rebbe who isn't married yet, and his, his fascination with this Almana, right? Uh, and she is one of the most um, decorated Israeli actresses who I think was in, I think she played, uh, I think she plays um, uh, Jor-El's wife in, in one of the Superman movies as well, right? I think she was a uh, uh, Lara, in, right? And I think she was also in a number of American films, uh, Ariel Zuret, uh, Ariel, I think, what, what's her name? Right, but she's a famous Israeli actress and obviously a very attractive woman, even though she's dressed like a Chesidisha woman or whatever, a Haredi B'nai Brak woman. So even looking at her there would definitely be, uh, by the book, would be, you would be over Loisvasuru, because you're being... Uh, what are you defining as looking at her? Because I think that uh, for our listeners, I, I think we do need to clarify this point. Okay. Um, they're, they're looking because you're noticing the story, and we're both agreeing that that's not. And she's story. acting with her face when she is in one of the first episodes of Shtisel, which I thought was brilliant. And I don't know if you saw it. Again, I haven't seen the whole thing where she's she is having a conversation with her two husbands that she has had beforehand, right? And one of them is, is Mamisha ben Teir, and he's talking about the Chuva of Ramlesha, and the other one, I think they're either both dead or they're not around. And, and, and it, it, she's acting with her face. She's acting with her face. And to turn your face away at that point, you know when, even when you're I'm, eight... I'm, I'm, I'm asking you, I'm not, I'm not convinced yet that even just um, watching a woman talking, if you're not thinking about the attractive element, then you have to be. Hazal understood that you are thinking about that. No, if she'd I, be, if she'd be a miaskite, she'd be a miaskite. No, it would I, be. I, let me let me go back to a, a famous a famous uh, a, a Torah that everyone says over. Right? There's a there's a um, halacha that many people are concerned about that the witnesses should see the face of the kala before before the wedding takes right? place. You know, in, in order for them to testify, you know, who, who the woman is that, that got married. There are some people who are for it, some against it. The Hasidim speak out very strongly against it in, in certain cases. But other Rabbanim say that, no, that this is an obligation. And the question is, well, how can you instruct 
people who you're hoping are karshal edus by definition you're hoping that they're holy to look at a woman's face yes to look at a woman's face and the answer is that looking is not the same as staring looking and in order to um, see what the person is saying or to look at the person as a human being is not an act of histaklos histaklos means to stare in a certain way and I'm not. I don't think. I don't think it's true that automatically, because someone is 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 famous or beautiful or attractive, that it necessarily automatically invokes those kinds of thoughts. Just because the person. Who I think it embeds them. I think, Kalman. Uh, I think you're looking at it somewhat simplistically. You're right. When it comes to Adim, who are looking at this woman, L'shem Shamayim, we have to determine who she is, right? And obviously, they're not going to look for longer than they have to. They've determined her identity. And especially what's foremost in their mind is they are Adim Ksherim that are there to, to be Maksha. Now, you are associating that with a person who's getting involved in watching a good, a good movie, a good show, a show that's Merateif, right? As they say. And you're watching Shtisel or you're watching Ninochka, whatever it is that you're watching, and you, you're getting into the involvement of the story. And, 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 and the actor and the, and the director are doing a great job capturing the moment and bringing you into it, and that's what you are connected to. So you're saying, I'm not, this is not a porno thing. I'm not looking at her in order to sort of like fantasize about her. She's part of the story, and I'm just looking at this whole thing. She's not going into the bedroom and taking off her clothes, part of the love scene, which would then violate. That's where Kalman says, oh, that's where you draw the line. That's where I'm going to start looking away. I'm drawing the line before that, which is, but it's what's going on in your head. But but to suggest that there is this automatic invocation of 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 illicit um, ideas just because there's a person of the opposite gender present and and just because i mean even if they were gifted with with the beauty that doesn't mean that the person's mind necessarily goes to an illicit place that is what hazal are worried about hazal the svarim they're worried they are worried they're worried about the fact they're worried about the fact that that viewing although in your mind i was just watching the show i wasn't I, I wasn't right, but our brains have uh, operate like supercomputers, and in many ways, yes, one part of our brain was involved in the plot of what was going on. The other part of it was also registering her beauty, registering what she looks like, putting that image in our head, and that would be again a violation. And here's where I just want to get to our point because I know we, we don't have that much time today is that we can outlaw this. We can stand up against it, which I think would be honest. Now, people ask me, are you allowed to, I, I'm going to say it right here, and we're going to, oh, I'm uploading this. Are you allowed to watch movies? Are you allowed to watch television? Are you allowed to see these programs that have women in the casts, right? There are programs that are out there with only men. There are programs that only have men in it. And if you are only attracted, when I'm getting into this attraction to men, but if you are attracted, but let's say you're not, let's say you are a, a straight person and you're only attracted to women. Okay, so what would if someone would ask me, Rabbi, is it halakhically allowed for me to watch a movie that has women in it who are dressed sneistic, who don't ever take off their clothes, and there's no uh, 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 acts of lovemaking or anything else in the film, but it's just a number of like this or something. Although I haven't seen all the episodes, so I don't know. My answer is it's also because uh, you are being mistakel at 
a woman and you are relishing her beauty, although you are not going gaga, like you're saying Estatus is, that is being mistake. And, 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 and because it is happening, because you're watching it. And because it isn't the, your case of the ages, I believe, Kalman, is, 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 is totally not related to that. Here you're talking about the aid, but sittering, he's sittering, he's doing a ma'isa mitzvah. Okay, right? Okay. I was, an, I was also involved, let me, let me, again, I was an aide for, I was a Besden, on a Besden for Geras, right? So we have to look inside to make sure that the woman who has, who has unrobed has completely submerged into the mikvah. Yeah, but there you're not seeing anything. And I think it's important for the listener to hear that. There you see <laughs> nothing, right? There, you don't, it, that, that's that, I right, but we. But again, nice. but you we could say about you're, you're being instructed. But, but Kalman, the tableau, the tableau is sort of like the most. It's like the most sensuous thing. Oh, you, you went into a place where you know the woman has taken her clothes off, and now she. But, but we're doing l'shem No, There's nothing. There, there, there is no. If someone, if someone's mind goes there, they shouldn't be a judge, right? It's Mask him. But still, when it happens, the reason why we're not choshesh, not because we've proven ourselves in the past, it's also because what's preeminent in our brain during the time is the Maisa Mitzvah to act as an A, to act as a Dayan, and to act as, right? Whereas when we're, when we're watching a program, we just finished the point. We're watching a program. We're enjoying ourselves. Yes, we're not, we're not here to, to titillate our fancies and to, and, and to become sexually aroused. But we are watching a program that does have women in it, and we can't help but notice their beauty and notice who they are. And that is that image is going to be in our head. And when some, and that would be Osir Alpialofa. So now, Kibalevich, you hypocrite, you, you saying it's Osir, and now here you're telling me that, that it's that it might be it might it's an Isidaraisa, and here you are admitting that you do watch certain programs, and you say that most of of, of our listening audience, even the yeshiva light, are probably watching programs too. So what? Are, are, are... I, I'm not so concerned about about your contradiction in in, in terms of your own choices, because I, I think that that um, our theoretical discussion on what the what the ideal is, you know, relative to you know uh, watching a show. But I, I do think that you are. It does sound like you're suggesting that we should not discuss it. In, in its severe form, despite the fact that you feel it's under the same level of prohibition. And, and uh, I'd like for you to clarify that, um, if, you, if you don't mind. Right, yeah, okay. So you sort of ignore it and look aside. Okay, so I think what we could say is like this. It's, it's, it's one of the Aveira Sha'odam Dosh Bakeva, right? It's an Aveira that happens. It, it's similar to the way Chazal treat Loshon Hara as, you know, Kulabavak Loshon Hara, Vimiyot Begezel. There, I, I think this hispashtus, which really was a, a byproduct of the industrial age, let's be honest, the industrial age, which, which freed people from backbreaking work, created a need to fill the leisure time. And that's where um, uh, amusement parks and other things started popping up, pool, uh, pool halls, um, Bowling alleys. Wait, wait, let me just get the point. I'm sure I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Our sages talk about Shemir Sinai 2,000 years ago. It's a little bit before the no, 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 right. And then... There were women washing clothing by the river. Right, so know. then it was easy to you take another route. But what's happened today, Kalman, whether we like it or not, 
is because of the amount of leisure time, the leisure time, listen to what my point is, it created an industry of radio, which eventually movies, television. Kalman, if you go back and, and, and read without looking, what, what, what was the average, uh, the, the, the experiences of an average, you know, American family was they went out to the movies every night. They went out to the movies two, three times a week, it, which was unheard of a hundred years earlier. You came home, you were exhausted from work, right? You, you, okay, so the Frum people did not pass the milkmaids or the women washing, but they came home, right? Today, since the dawn, since the Industrial Revolution has uh, created this leisure time and um, the advancements in whether it was Edison's uh, kinescope and others created this advancements in terms of film, television, radio first television, it almost, it, it suffused our environment where, wow, everything, and, and we know the fight, we talked about the fight of the internet in the 1940s, all the haramim were against television, right? And, 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 and yet, television, they probably won because as I said, I think, did I say it last week? The television probably, like, right? But the streaming services, the computers and everything that has now infused into our lives the, the overwhelming uh, existence of film, movies, uh, whatever you want to call it, to a point that is it realistic to actually shield our youth from that completely. And I don't know if that's possible. I don't know. I, it, 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 I, I was a teacher. A bit more what you mean by how far are you willing to take it though? Maybe that's what I, I want to know. How far are you willing to tell people that, you know what, when it comes to this, you're okay. How, how far would you go with that? Again, what I, again, you need to really wear two hats. On one hand, you have to say, look, the Babasali and his grandson and all the things that are in Chazal and in the Rosh Hashanah are right. No, no, no question about it. What I would say is, similar to what the Aruch HaShulchan writes, the often misquoted Aruch HaShulchan, who is matir to say Kriyashma in front of your wife's hair that is uncovered, because the derach noshim or, or anyone's hair, right, the, right, other women as well, because unfortunately, we don't have the same asayurus, right? So here, it's not erva mamish, but it would have been, it would have been moilid machshavas royas and herhurim royim, but it doesn't anymore, and then therefore, what I would say has occurred is that for most of the people today, unless it is risque and getting into the lovemaking or undressing part, then it probably doesn't have the same effect, despite it being usher. It probably doesn't have, the Aruch HaSholchan clearly felt that the women walking around with their hair uncovered was usher, but it probably doesn't have the same effect on us because we are sort of so saturated with images. It's almost impossible. Look, both of us have taken our, 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 our sons to the Upsharon, right? And I remember when I took Chaim, my son Chaim, who you know, I took him in the talis and I covered him and I schlepped him to, the, to, to Rav Spielman for his Upsharon, who was a Mukubo, who lived in, 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 in Brooklyn. 
we all know that that is something that will be pierced. And that's something that's a beautiful event to pay homage to. But we all know that the kids are going to grow up with, with, with videos and images and other things like that. And therefore, they're sort of immune to the idea of, of, of a program that has an attractive boy or girl in it. And, and therefore, to, go ahead, to fight this, I think, is, is really making us similar to what we were saying last week about marijuana. I think to fight this, I think, is, 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 is futile. So uh, my, my approach is going to be a little different, especially towards this uh, one specific point which you're making that, that, um, that, that you're suggesting that that, that that looking, which doesn't um, arouse any interest necessarily, is prohibited, but we're so numb to it that, we're, that it's okay. I, 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 I'm going to understand this a little differently, and maybe it'll almost sound like I'm contradicting it, but let me clarify. The, the Gemara um, asks, the Gemara tells us that we're not allowed to watch animals mating. Animals mating is considered an illicit thing to look at. Uh, says the, but the same Gemara tells us that a farmer, not only is he allowed to um, observe, but can even participate and facilitate the matings of the animals, which sometimes requires human intervention, you know, to and the animals can get kind of violent sometimes, and uh, you know they can. So, so the farmer is actually allowed to get involved in the process. And the Gemara answers that uh, that uh, you know he's busy with his farming, he's doing husbandry right now. And when a person's mind is in one place, they're not necessarily thinking of it in an illicit way. So, I, I think that um, I'm going to disagree with you and say that in a place where it's not that the farmer is doing something wrong, but it's okay because he needs to farm his animals. He's not doing anything wrong. So if it was true, which I'm not sure it is, that we're actually um, numb to it, I don't think it would be prohibited at all. Uh, again, it, assuming that everyone's wearing uh, clothes and everything like that, I, I, I think that in terms, it's really about what it does to you. Every person has to know themselves, know what does. And I think that in some cases, a person is able to say, this doesn't, this, I'm just watching for the story. And, and again, when assuming there's nothing actually prohibited and, uh, and be able to, but where it, it does evoke any illicit thoughts, which may be all the time for some people. Where it does evoke, a person has to know that it's prohibited. You're committing a prohibition. It, you'll, you'll do teshuva. You'll do better next time. You're driving down the street. You're, you see someone walking. So look away. Look away. And if you don't, you should feel bad about it. I do think that we can have these expectations today. And even if we're not um, you know, necessarily keeping up with the best ideal, that can, that can be a goal that we work on. But we don't have to throw everything out. I want but, to suggest, yeah, okay. if it's not prohibited, it's not prohibited. Okay, so again, I, I think what you're saying is incorrect. And I think it's, again, as much as I, me and you will probably get together after COVID and watch a good program together and, and, and analyze it and talk about it, but I'm going to tell you halakhically, I think you're wrong. And the difference is like this. The farmer is actually active watching. Active watching, actually engaged. That's similar to the aid. The passive absorbing of a program, especially for the sake of enjoyment, which is why you're doing it for this leisure time, is automatically makes it different. Even the aid- It's also active watching. How is it different than the farmer? 
The farmer is needs to see this because he has to make sure that he gets the impregnation that he's after. And he's, he's not just sitting back and allowing this image to go into his mind. He he's has to- focused on something else, he, right? So too, you're focused on something else. No, no, you're focused on just absorbing. And that's the same thing, you know, you know a better parallel would let's say be a security officer. A security officer who is meant to be watching who's going in the building and to really check because he's got a list of people who can come in and can't come in, right? And he therefore, let's say there's a, a, a specific woman who isn't allowed in the building, he needs to zero in on her face and he has to say, oh, is this that woman or not? Oh, is this her mole? Is this the dimple or whatever it is? So there is a person who's actually actively checking it out and that would be similar to your farmer. But a person who's watching the program because, oh, I don't care about this woman. I just want to see where the plot goes. That is, 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 is very different than the case of the farmer. Now, the chiluk, I think, is, is, is clear. However, you haven't really answered my question about, um, uh, about what should we do. Do you, do you agree with me that it's true in some yeshiva, in, in the, the Makomas, where the B'nai Torah, the yeshivas are very strong, there has been moderate success in eliminating it. But there is a huge area out there which is growing, um, and it's growing more often uh, where videos and other things are going to, to be out there. Now, again, there's already streaming services that Mishpocha Magazine and other ones feature from in some from way, and they're showing you know, uh, documentaries and others, but are, are they gonna be able to, to resist ever having a woman make a, uh, an appearance? Are they going to be able to have a successful streaming service? Well, where... they'll, they'll certainly try. Uh, is your question, you know, how far should we take this? Is that is, is that is that what you're asking? I, uh, I'm saying that there should be, we should keep pushing the ideal. We should push the ideal. And even though it's such a foreign concept in the world. But it's of, not being honored, Kalman, in any way, shape or form. It can be honored in small bits. You know, you do your part. You control yourself here. You control yourself there. But if we lower the standards, I think we're going to lower the amount of the people's uh, of people's even small efforts. Look, it's going to be in this far. And the question is, should it be in people's lips? And should that be what they're talking about? Should should I think teachers and and the, the rabbi, the 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 rabbis of the pulpit again, going back to what they're allowed to say. But if they are able to speak their minds, they should say to the people that you don't have to look at everything. Okay, you know what? I think if they're saying that they. Are going to their audience is going to turn off. I think what they I should agree say. With you. I think I, I think what they should say instead in they, school, parents to their children, you know, um, um, Bali Musser to their to their adherents, and um, they should uh, they should be teaching them. what they should be teaching. Common is the waste of time. They should be saying, look, Shtisel is so good, but I'm telling you, it's going to turn you into a zombie tomorrow if you're going to binge all the episodes. I think that that's really the better message. The better message is, boy, I, I like that show too. But I'll tell you one thing, we, we've got to, uh, unfortunately, it, it's too good. And I think what we need to say is it's all in, in bits. I, I do think maybe we'll save that for, for uh, I think that's a separate discussion and this will get into your uh, film criticism. You know, what should from people be watching and not watching? I think that's a great subject for a future share. But, uh, but I think the Bittel Torah or Bittel's man aspect is has got to be separated from the Shmiris Einayim. 
you're right. Is it that the right thing to watch or not right thing to watch in terms of wasting your time? But but I I do think that we have to separate that from what you're looking at in terms because that's going to affect the uh, billboards you're looking at and and uh, you know if you're at the doctor's office can you pick up the magazine and start reading or or is it going to show you something you shouldn't yeah, be get look minimum time as far as that goes I would say and in terms of in, in terms of the uh, uh, the Bittel Torah along with mentioning how much the binge watching generates Bittel Torah should also be more creative work bringing people into the godless and loving Torah. Because we all know what's going to stop people from searching for, oh, I need something to watch. Oh, this is that they're not appreciating the machlekes ktsais and the sivas. They're not appreciating the, the intricacies of the sugya, which we know can be as fascinating and as, 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 as any uh, program uh, that was scripted by Harold Pinter and filmed by by uh, you know uh, Hitchcock. We we have to make our learning so gishmak and so interesting that they are doing it beyond their normal time when that leisure time monster rears its head. Well, that's about it in terms of leisure time. Hopefully, you can get back to your books, everybody. But if through your leisure time you decided you wanted to um, uh, spend a half hour, forty minutes or so listening to us banding about. Uh, we definitely appreciate it. He, of course, is Rabbi Kalman Warch. And we'll, we'll catch you next time. Uh, take care, everybody. Be well. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.